Hey, Mikey here. If you have ever thought about writing a book, I'm wondering if you know that you're already on the writing journey. We have partnered with our friends at HopeWriters.com to share a free 30-second quiz to see where you are in your writing journey and to help you move forward in getting the story out of your mind and into the hearts and minds of others. To learn more and to take their free 30-second quiz, you can go to HopeWriters.com backslash quiz. I'll say it again. That's HopeWriters.com backslash quiz. H-O-P-E-W-R-I-T-E-R-S dot com backslash quiz. If you have a message of hope to share, Hope Writers wants to help you use it to inspire your readers. Okay, you guys, let's be real. Getting yourself and your kids dressed in the morning, is this a constant battle? Yes. Do we need to make our lives easier? Yes. So I'm going to tell you about something. Stitch Fix is a way to now get style for the whole family. Stitch Fix is an online personal styling service that delivers your favorite clothing, shoes, and accessories directly to you. And now we can get it for our kids. That's right. New kids boxes. They offer size 2T through 14. So get started today at stitchfix.com slash kids slash the lucky view to try Stitch Fix with a no styling fee and get an extra 25% off when you keep everything in your box. That's stitchfix.com slash kids slash the lucky few. Hey friends, welcome to the lucky few podcast where we are shifting the narrative by shouting the worth of people with Down syndrome. This is Heather, Mercedes, and Micah. And you are listening to season three and we are nearing the end of this beautiful season where we've been going deep on what it means to own your influence, to shout the worth of people with Down syndrome in the spaces that you already are. And we're celebrating people in our community who are using their voices in their own spaces. On today's episode, we are going to take a little look back at the season, at what stuck out to us and what our greatest takeaways are and how we are going to be stepping into our influence moving forward. So welcome to the Lucky Few Podcast. All right, girls. So we are nearing the end of season three. Can you even believe it? Can't believe it. Season three, you just went past so fast. So fast. (laughs) As they say, the days are long and the seasons are short. (laughs) That's right. Motherhood and podcasting. Hand in hand. (laughs) Hand in hand. (laughs) Basically the same. Um, Okay. Well, I'm going to, before we get into this episode, I'm going to switch it up a bit. All right. If you're ready for this. And we are going to do a reversal what that means (laughs) what does that mean you might ask let me tell you okay we had a guest on earlier in the season her name is tesney and tesney's son is kirill and she talked about dual diagnosis and tesney um let's see a few days ago maybe a week ago started potty training her son krill i think he's 11 she's going to confirm this again and it's been this huge thing and so she actually texted me a few days ago and said, Heather, I have some good news um, and I would need to come on the podcast and share some good news. So we're <laughs> right now live bringing her on. Oh, come on. Um, and maybe this, some of this will get edited out. Maybe not. But our as first I'm bringing ever live. our first ever live call in from <laughs> Tesney Davis. This is exciting, guys. I know. It is. I was trying to think if I have good news to share in the meantime. Um, Goodness. Swim. We've had swim <gasps> this whole week, and Sunflower totally goes under the water and is showing major, <gasps> major strides in wanting to swim. So she'll go under and like try to swim, use her hands and legs, and then comes up real quick, quick really quick, and then tries uh-huh. to go under again, and it's the cutest thing ever. She kind of looks like she's drowning, <laughs> but she's trying, you know? <laughs> but she's putting her face under, and that is such oh, a big yeah. deal. She's putting her face under. It's awesome. 
Um, sh- that is amazing. I, I love with her, with your daughter oh. named Sunflower. <laughs> she, I love her boldness in life. Like her fearlessness yes. <laughs> is going to get her so far. Mason is the polar opposite. Mason is Miss Caution. And um, so it is, I mean, I love her fearlessness. It's so good. She's okay, so, says it. oh yeah, she's on. Hey. Says it, Tessie's oh, here. Oh, Tessie. You're here. Okay, let me see if you can see me now. I'm in the library. Hi, girl. There you I are. see you. Tessie's here. Okay, Tessie. So we just uh, welcome, welcome back to the Lucky Few Podcast, friend. Yay. Welcome. Yay. So we just um, told our listeners we just introed the podcast episode and told our listeners that we are switching it up and good news is starting. We're starting with good news. So this is the beginning of the episode. Okay. Mercedes just shared, sorry, listeners, you're getting a repeat recap. Mercedes just shared that Sunflower is doing swim school and doing amazing and putting Mm -hmm. her face in the water and all the things Mm -hmm. I'm sharing now for the first time to everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So my good news is one of, we had Augie's IEP a few weeks ago and the, I feel like the teachers just don't see what he can do. They just are really focused on what he can't do. And so they wrote um, some goals that I thought, I think he knows that. And one of the goals was shapes. And I thought, actually, I've never worked with him on shapes. Like hashtag third kid. I don't know. I don't know when yeah. we missed that. <laughs> totally. um, and so, but I thought, I know he can know his shapes. So we got this shapes book. And within like three days, he's got every single shape. That's um, awesome. And well, I mean the six shapes, like the main shapes mm-hmm. in shape and reading the word <gasps> of the shape. What? Is that cool? Good. Yes. And the back of the book, it says, it's like the shapes. And then the last page, it says keywords. And he'll even go keywords and then <laughs> down the list. So we have Mrs. Brown's house. Fun. I know. I know, right? seriously. So we have an IEP next week for him. And I'm going to bring a video of him doing it and be like, uh, suckers. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Shapes, done. They're the best. Teachers are the best. You guys are the best. It's just a misunderstanding. <laughs> Anyway, okay, Tesney, do you have any good news to share? Oh my goodness, I have the best news ever that we have had in so many years. Um, we have been working on potty training for eight years now. It'll be eight years in June, so almost oh eight years. And um, I honestly, he's 13. He just had his 13th birthday last week, and I honestly was... I hadn't completely given up, but our last ditch effort was to hire a behavior therapist to come and spend the weekend at our house, helping us kind of figure out the nuances with his behavior that maybe we could work on to help him potty train. And you guys, he potty trained in 48 hours. Like, unbelievable. Had no accidents since Sunday around lunchtime. He has generalized it to the school setting. To oh. public setting, and we are even sleeping in underwear with no accident. Oh my gosh! Praise <gasps> be to God! <laughs> I think on the episode that I was on a couple of weeks ago, I said, I'm going to come back if he potty trains, if he ever learns to, to go in the potty, and we're going to celebrate. So here I am, and I, love I that. said that. I, did not think I would ever be back on to celebrate that. But I just don't want anyone to ever give up hope on their kid mm. because he's 13 and I had almost given up hope and it just renewed my hope in everything with him. Like he can do anything. So mm. I love that so much. Yay. Yeah. Cheering yeah. up over here. <laughs> so excited. Well, okay. So tell us, can you tell us about it? Like what, what, it was like what it entailed so we did an intensive weekend where on saturday we started pushing fluids there's a whole protocol that we did where we pushed fluids and food um and he would sit on the potty the first hour was five minutes on five minutes off the second hour was five minutes on ten minutes off and it progressed there were i think there's 14 levels i think wow wow Wow. Um, and after all those levels, then theoretically they should, you know, have some successes, but also have some failures. And 
the the therapist helped us to realize that we weren't focusing just on getting him to go use the bathroom in the potty, but also teaching him that he couldn't use the bathroom anywhere outside of the potty. So okay. it kind of flipped the way that we thought. Um, and so there were positive um, incentives for him that were coupled with going in the potty. And then there were negative things that happened if he went outside of the potty. So, and that would, that would be very individual to mm-hmm. your to specific children. What is positive and negative for him would not necessarily be positive and negative for every other child, but she helped us kind of figure out what that, what would be very motivating for him. Mm-hmm. So the things that were very motivating for him were iPad and a um, leaf blower because he loves, or a little blower that, little motor blower thing. Um, and so, <laughs> love that's so great. I love our kids. You guys. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so we withheld those things for a week before we started the training. So he was mm. super excited to get them. And it just clicked, you guys. Like, it, wow. and, and again, I think the therapist was clutch because she helped us to um, pick up on some nuances with his behavior hmm. and then also didn't let us give up. So mm-hmm. when the going got tough after about hour five or six and you're exhausted from sitting in the bathroom totally. and, you know, not being outside of the bathroom all day because you do stay in the bathroom with them all day. Um, oh. It, she, you know, she just encouraged us. She was like our cheerleader and our mm-hmm. coach through all this. So we were actually doing the interventions, but she was coaching us through everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she was there all day with you. She was there from around eight until Four the first day, okay. and the second day she came from ten until six. And that first day, that night, did he do a pull up, or he was also in undies? Just so you're just cold turkey. Yeah, you're just cold turkey, cold turkey <sighs> underwear. Wow, Tesney, good job, Mama. I know. That's a lot to do. Wow. Okay, first it was a. Oh, sorry, it was a lot that you had to withhold iPad. <laughs> <laughs> That was that was yes. the hardest part. Girl, I know it. I've had for a week before. <laughs> but thankfully, we had a lot going on that week before. So there was a lot of activity. So if you do use this protocol, which it's based on research by James Carr, and um, you can Google it and you can find the protocol and different things like that online. But it's really key, or for us, it was really key to have the therapist there to support us. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And we'll, we'll link to that. We'll find yeah. it and link to it in our show notes because, and we all know I would love to take a look at that. Yeah. So, that Linda protocol. LeBlanc, so James Carr and Linda LeBlanc, their research okay. is, they did their research together on this. And Very is cool. this research like for it, like, is it for a particular diag- like child with a particular diagnosis or is it just any children? So they did their research on kids with autism, but it would work on any child. Um, Mm -hmm. Research was based on potty training children with autism. But like I said, I wish I would have had this when we potty trained Clayton, you know, but it would work with any, any child. Amazing. Tesney, congrats. That is so awesome. And my favorite my favorite part is that you, like that it just restored so much hope for all the things. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he's, a, oh my gosh, I just see this, um, layer of the institution that has fallen off with mm. it. And it's kind of like, he's just a little bit more alive than he was before. It's, it's just amazing. Mm. He's so proud of himself. Oh so, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, that's and, so awesome. Um, for people who didn't listen to the first episode, which you now, when you're done with this episode, need to go back and listen to the episode with Tesney, but her son was adopted from an orphanage in Russia. So when she's saying the institution, that he was institutionalized for more years than not. And so that's what you're talking about when you're saying you see the institutionalization fall off, right. which is, oh, Tesney, we are just celebrating yeah. with you. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for sharing. Yes, thank you. Uh-huh. Thanks for coming back on. Happy day. Good news, girl. All right. We'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye, Tesney. All right, friends. Oh, goodness gracious. Were you guys crying? 
I was close. Seriously. I mean, that I that I love that image of the institution like falling off of him. I know. Oh my gosh. And it it does I mean, I've thought about since we interviewed Tesney like the weight of that. You know, mm-hmm. there's so many small things in it for us like raising a child with down syndrome that that when you step back and you go, "Wow, you know, like I I need to have grace on myself because I know like some if somebody came into my life and saw that this particular part of it and like, you know, whether it's some kind of behavior with your kid or whatever mm-hmm. and how much time that takes or how hard that is for this particular part of your family or whatever it is. Like they would if people could see that, they would have so much grace on on me too. Or do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um yeah. but I so when I was thinking about Tesney, thinking about like he has l- been with them since he was five. So we're talking about seven years of changing his big boy diapers mm-hmm. and like the depth of burden and how much that has affect, affected their daily lives mm-hmm. for all of these years. Mm-hmm. Like there is no way for any of us to comprehend unless we have had a child that were changing their diaper until they're 12 like that right. the, mm-hmm. the weight that has been lifted off their shoulders totally yeah and for how him. different their lives are yeah. yes yeah. like she said his um he's just so proud of himself and confidence yes. and independence i mean i know sunflower loves and thrives off of any new independence and i feel like that just like skyrockets them to then the next thing that's like Oh, I really want to master this. It's just such an encouragement. It's like movement forward. It's, I don't know, independence. I just think brings so much value. And I bet he's feeling just so great about himself. It's so great. It's like a full circle victory and win. Cause yeah, Yeah. big boy diapers, that'd be really hard. That's a lot. And it's really hard. Cool that um, they get to, I don't know, cross that finish line and Uh. have that in their in their memory book (laughs) and then be able to encourage the next families and yeah Mm, so good and yeah I would just remember Tesney in her episode talking about him going to birthday parties um with his typical peers and just like that the freedom that is there for him now Mm -hmm. to be able to walk into a space and know when he has to go to the bathroom Mm -hmm. and know what to do and be with his peers and that is that doesn't have to be a barrier mm-hmm. for a relationship. Yeah, it's awesome potty that. training, man. We either right now we talk potty training or we just talk about the season, and I don't know which direction <laughs> which direction your heart is telling you to go. Everybody. Um, I I have a question for you, Heather. I feel Hello. like as because y- you like you've potty trained three children, two with Down syndrome. <laughs> I like. Was was it a totally different experience potty training Mason as it was potty training Augie? Oh my gosh, night and day, night and yeah. day, and, and I'll tell you all the things I did. So I told when we found out about August and the opportunity to adopt him, my honest first thought, and I said it out loud to Josh, was, I don't think I can potty train a child with Down syndrome again. Like I, mm-hmm. I'm just not going to potty train this child because it was so hard with Mason. That that was really my biggest, like my, my biggest thing. It didn't matter that he had hearts needed heart surgery. I'm like that is wow. so easy compared to body training. Because <laughs> um, with so with Mason, at three and a half, we decided to start potty training, and she was in a preschool in a um, it was like an inclusion preschool class, and we I read a book. There was a thing going around. It wasn't a book. It was like an online thing that was potty training in in a weekend. You could like read mm-hmm. this online thing that people were using. Yes. So I read that and then followed those rules, knowing it wasn't going to be a weekend, but let's try it. And so it's cold turkey. So she still, did still wear a pull-up at nap time and bedtime. But besides that, we just went undies, full-on undies. And um, she had a million accidents a day. And it was like she never emptied her bladder. It was out of control. And I... <laughs> It was so bad. And it was like we did a whole day where you're basically locked in the bathroom almost, you know, like you have to be home. And mm-hmm. then the first time we ventured out, just being like sick to my stomach about it. And it with 
she never didn't have an accident when we were out at preschool i packed extra clothes for her i would feel i don't know why i let it get to me so much but i would feel anxious picking her up from school like is she going to be in the same outfit i mean sick to my stomach about it every mm. day and every day she wasn't she was in a new outfit <laughs> and um her teachers were the best they were like yes she's like don't put her back in pull-ups she's she's doing great like we got to keep moving so it took Mason a full eight months before something clicked and it was like eight months of accidents and peeing and me like constantly looking at her crotch, which sounds vulgar, but like mm-hmm. staring at her like, do you have to go potty? Tell me you need to go potty. Tell me we need to go potty. Do you have to go potty? Tell me, tell me you've got to go. Do you got to go? Do you got to go? And <laughs> like she hated it and I hated it. Um, but then we switched. There's a book that was out in the 70s called Potty Training in a Day. You can get on Amazon for like 50 cents. It's, it's been around forever. And they have a chapter at the end specifically for kids with special needs, but they use terminology that is dated. So it's offensive, but they meant, they meant well. They were using language of the time. Um, and they recommended getting a doll that could pee and, so, and then putting the doll on a small potty. So I had been opposed to a small potty on the floor because I didn't want to clean it. And, I, and eventually she needed to go on the big potty. So when we switched, when we got her a small potty on the floor and we did the thing with the doll. So we did another 24 hours in the toilet, in the bathroom. I made, I like have a sewing machine. I like sewed these little cloth undies for the doll because it only came with diapers. You'd go through the whole thing like, oh no, the doll peed. Like feel her undies, they're wet. Whatever the language was that you're not supposed to have wet undies. And the doll pees in the potty. It's so exciting. And then makes Does it, it did like, liquid actually come out of the doll? Yes, it's a doll that pees. Like, it, there's a hole from the Whoa. mouth down the body of the doll. Oh, so it's so instant. exciting. Like, the second okay. liquid goes in the mouth, it comes out of the okay. Okay. lady parts or, okay. the man, or the boy parts. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Good. Um, Good. And so we had a few different pairs of little cloth undies that would get wet. Like, there are wet ones and dry ones. You feel the wet. You feel the dry. Da, da. And then something clicked. And it. she still had a lot of accidents. But... She, like, knew she had to go. But it took eight months of yeah in undies, right? Like, being committed to it. Um, and people say a lot of times with potty training in general, if you're doing something for a long time and they're having a lot of accidents, you're just not ready. And I feel like if we waited until Mason was ready, um, she would still be in a diaper all day. Like, it... Yeah. I, I, she, maybe, maybe not now that she's 11, but I think, I think she would have been five, six, seven years old. Um, Mm -hmm. if we had not forced it on her, if we waited till she was ready. And I just had a goal of, she will go to kindergarten in nineties. That was my goal. Um, and she did and had accidents occasionally, but her teachers always assured me like all, everyone's having accidents. Yeah. Um, even up through second grade, her second grade, she still, she still will have accidents at school. She probably, she's in third grade. She's probably had five this year. Mm-hmm. Um, which most third graders aren't, but in second grade, the teacher's like, no, kids are still having accidents. Like occasionally kids are having accidents in second grade. I'm like, Oh, I had no idea. Um, so she, and she will still, she had an accident the other day, but it's, it's with Mason. A lot of it is just laziness. Like she's, she just doesn't want to get up and go to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's super irritating. <laughs> <laughs> So that's Mason. And then with August and then truly we did the two days, like potty training in a day method and truly in 48 hours was potty trained because yeah. that's how she rolls in all mm-hmm. of life. Um, but I was pretty, it's traumatic to potty train truly to start initiate. I, I seriously have PTSD from potty training mm. stuff. It really yeah. jacked me. Yeah. <laughs> and then with August, I don't even tell people about his potty training experience because people in the Down syndrome community, because it's such a thing. And I don't know that anyone ever potty trained August. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. August, Um, the phenomenon. I guess because he kept seeing his sisters, and he was way younger than I was ready to start, and then he wanted undies. And then I'm like, all right, I guess we're going to do it this weekend. And then he just did it. Yeah. I mean, and it was more his bladder control is unbelievable. Yeah. And so... And Mason's is not. Mason, like, pees more than anyone I know. <laughs> and August, and so then we, like, kept him in pull-ups at night for a month or so, and he was dry every night. And then we're like, fine, I guess I'll take the pull-ups off. And so he 
rarely has accidents and doesn't i mean macy still sleeps in a pull-up august does not yeah he's never wet i don't know i don't know what happened with august i think it was god's grace <laughs> <laughs> because because i said you I took will not the body train this child <laughs> I um so okay do y'all i wonder if there maybe there's a difference between mace the mace between Mason and Augie is like the low tone. Do you feel like maybe the his bladder control has to do with him just being um, less low tone than Mason? It's very possible. Mm-hmm. I think it's super possible because he is Mason. What's it called? Hypertonia. Yeah. Hy- hypotonia. Wait, which hypotonia? Hypo. Hypo. Because hyper yeah. is hyper would be tense muscles. Yes. Hypo would yes. Be loose. Um, Yes, Mason is much floppier. <laughs> yeah. Has Wishy. a much lower tone. Yeah. Than Augie. Yeah, yeah. That's and it's just personality too. Um, yeah. I mean, August is really motivated by things and Mason's just not. She's yeah. just pretty chill about. <laughs> she's like, whatever. She just wants to dance. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's well, She's motivated by dance. By yeah. hip hop. That is. That's it. <laughs> that is the Who only isn't? thing. So great. So There's good. other things. But then Ace, in your good news last week, you said Ace pushed the button yes. to go potty. He pushed he the button. Again? He hasn't done it again, but that's my fault because it ran out of batteries. The button did. And I haven't changed the battery. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag third kid. Yeah. yeah. Why is parenting? Why does it require so much of us? It right? requires so many batteries. So They're many just, batteries. <laughs> And intentionality. You're like, oh, oh. I should have gotten the value pack. Oh. should have gotten the value pack. But in terms of like, he's, Ace is so funny because, you know, he's not communicating to me that he has to go potty. I've been doing the sign for potty with him for years. And um, he, he doesn't sign it. But he is, he, he will sit on, on the little potty and... I see absolutely no change of expression. You know, I have no idea whether he's peed or pooped or nothing. And it's just like a surprise every time. Like <laughs> I come and I take a look and I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, so he's, I've kind of figured out his schedule. Like I, for somewhat, I know um, like when in the afternoon for sure he needs to sit down. But he's also like, I don't know if it's a bladder of steel or if it's, like, yeah, if he has an ability to hold it or, or what's going on. But he can wait, like, all the way from dinner time until, like, 10 in the morning mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. pee that whole time after drinking a whole cup of milk at dinner. Yeah. And then when he finally does pee, it's either, like, you know, just every. I mean, it's just so much. So if he goes in the potty, it's amazing. If not, it's a total disaster. So, so is he in undies? Is he staying dry? He he was in undies when we started, and then it was very similar to Mason, um, except his teachers were sort of like, hey, this is actually <laughs> taking a lot of time away problem. from the day. So we just really need him to wear a pull-up because we're changing his clothes so much. Mm. Um so I, I went ahead and was like, okay, you know, we just have a, like at that point, it was like two months ago, I was like, we'll just make it through school. And it, like, they still take him and he sits on the potty. And so sometimes he pees in his pull up, sometimes he makes it in the potty. And, and then this summer, we're just gonna lean in hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and go for undies all the time and see if we can get there before school starts back good luck yeah. thanks That's all i gotta say <laughs> thanks friend you can do this we do hard things <laughs> we can do hard things mercedes where's sunny <gasps> sunny may oh man so sunny um i so i kind of think boys i know they say girls are easier to potty train but rose was potty trained by two like he was we went in to potty train sunny and he's the one that picked it up within like two days and was wow. two years old. And I was like, okay, fine. I'll take one out of all of you guys. So <laughs> That's amazing. I just have to say that none of my boys were potty trained until three and a half. Really? Like, yeah. 
But yeah. even three and a half. My two older boys. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that normal? Uh, uh, it's it was really three. late. It felt really late when um when I was in with those two older boys. Yeah, yeah. we potty um, trained truly at two. Yeah, like two years old felt like the time. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, I think it is. Sheppy's so Sheppy's trying to, and I'm like, no, I'm not interested. And he's gonna be <laughs> two on the twentieth, and I'm he's taking off his diaper. He's trying to sit on potty, wow. and I keep telling him no. But Sunflower, <laughs> I am potty trained for Sunflower. So Sunflower stays dry yeah. because I know when she poops and she needs uh-huh. to pee, and I yeah. put her on the potty. Yeah. Mm. She, uh, for being as independent as she is, she will either hold it or she just will just go in her pants. Yeah. And, um, but she will have dry, dry days and totally seem potty trained. If you take her every couple of hours at the right time, yeah. So does does she ever communicate to you that she needs to go? Um, no, but she'll walk into the bathroom on her own, um, and then start the process. And she'll walk into the bathroom on her own if she has Peter pull up and change her her pull up. Mm. And and I'm like, Cindy, oh, did you change your pull up? Did you have an accident? And so even that, I'm like, okay, I'll take it. Good, you yeah. changed yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's awesome. I'm, that's awesome. I'm fine with it. So she's very much not potty trained, but we've also taken some big strides and um, she's just an independent girl. So I know, I know she wants to do it. It's just like, I don't know. She's also very stubborn and kind of like doesn't want to leave what she's doing. Kind of like what you were saying, Heather with Mace doesn't want to mm-hmm. leave the fun. So she won't make yeah. time for it when we're out and about. So yeah. if we're out and about, I have to force her to go in the little, and I do a little potty just because I don't want to mm-hmm. take all the kids into a bu- public restroom. So we have a little potty that we travel with. I have a huge mm-hmm. van and she sits on the little potty and I dump it out. We're, we're a whole scene, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's working for us and she's not having accidents, but I would say I'm potty trained on behalf of Sunflower. I love it. <laughs> yes. Yes. So they... is so um Merce, does that mean that she's like pull up all the time? I do. Or... Um she does underwear when we're home, but when we're out and about, I put her in a pull yeah. up. Um she actually stays dry through the night. So that's something that's I've great. just kept to underwear awesome. because mm-hmm. um I just I want to keep that. Like yeah. but yeah. I know once she's awake at 5 or 5:15 5, a.m. I'll Bless. tell everybody that right now because I'm not happy about it. I have to wake up and I have to put her on the potty. Because mm. she, yeah. yeah. But it's But good. that's huge. Yeah, it's huge. That is awesome. Um, We have a potty seat in the car too that is a game changer. And if you do not have a potty seat in your car, get a potty seat in the car. Because with Mason, it was like, I got to go potty. And we're, you know, we yeah. travel a lot. Yeah. And we're on the middle of the freeway. I'm like, girl. And it is so much easier to just pull off the side, yeah. Have her sit on the pot. Like the amount of weeds we've watered in California, one hundred percent. Same yeah. girl, same. So easy. We have the same. I I never had a potty seat in my car, and I always was kind of grossed out by people who did. I know. Um, <laughs> I until know I've been potty training Ace, and I, we are just we are driving too much. We are picking yeah. brothers up at. Too many yep. places. And to... it's too crucial. You know, yeah. every accident yeah. for me, I kind of felt like I put the same pressure for me when she has an accident. I'm like, oh, it's a setback. Or I'm like, oh, we were doing right. so good. Yeah. And I don't feel like it's her fault because we are very much a team in this because I know it's more my idea. And so I'm like, oh, it's my fault. I don't want to be faulted. So potty yeah. seat in the car. <laughs> Girl, potty you're sitting down. <laughs> Have a seat, darling. Have a seat. Um, so that's go right now, friends, if you're potty training and get a seat. And I think the moral of this story, you guys, there's a lot of morals here. One, let's list them out. Potty training is the worst. It just is. The worst. We're going to put that on a shirt. Mm -hmm. And then the other is remember what Tesney with Tesney and Krill and that it, there's always hope. Our kids are never Mm, done. Never done. And they're, we're not stamping our kids as anything. Mm. except positive things, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And so yes. there's always hope. Hold on to hope and do the thing that you need to do. It's so different for each kid. Mm-hmm. And don't compare right. what other kids are doing. Look at all these 
all of these messages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're so good this is ones. why you listen to the Lucky Few podcast. So much to get messaging. your positive message. So much positive <laughs> yeah. messaging. And um, let's add this one too. Like your worth is not um, defined by <laughs> yes. how good your kid is at X, Y, or Z. And Z could be potty training. That's right. And you do not need to hold that as a um, as an anxiety or as a thing that makes you not as good of a parent or something. Yep. Amen. Just as my, my worth is not defined by my ability to put batteries into important communication tools. That's true. Yes. And you got something. Yeah. Right. One last tidbit. And your kid is still really smart and capable, even if they're not getting this potty training thing. Because I think for me with Sunflower, I'm like, girl, you've got this. You can do this, this, and this, and this. Like, I'm thinking, listing off, like, things that are not hard for her. And I would really thought pie training would not be hard for her. And um, I just had to remember. I'm like, oh, well, it is hard for her. I don't know. I can't whistle. You know, like, (laughs) we all have things. Like, everybody can whistle. I can't whistle. So I just can't put that on her. And she's still really smart and capable you know, mm. yeah, yeah. It's just not her judge. Totally. It's not her judge, and it's not forever. <laughs> and it's not forever. No, it's not. It's not. It's She's not. so little still. Oh, thanks. Yeah, little girl. Good job, moms. Hey, all the moms and dads, grandmas, aunties, everybody potty training. You're doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Keep on keeping on. And tonight, it's a Monday when you listen to this. If you need to put your kid in a pull up and have a glass of wine, you just do that. All right. <laughs> yep. I remember with Mace, then we can really, we can move on for real. But because she still was sleeping in pull-ups, once bedtime came, I was like, oh, get that pull-up on her. Like I, it was like an exhale. (laughs) It was so much anxiety and tension. The best moment of the night. The wine is poured, the pull-up is on. Seriously. And then we'll talk about getting her out of pull-ups at night. And that's a whole other thing, but that could be another episode okay well we'll wait on that one then um i think what we should do is take a second to go hear a word from our sponsor and then when we come back let's talk about the rest of the season yep love it all right we'll be right back hey mikey here if you have ever thought about writing a book i'm wondering if you know that you're already on the writing journey We have partnered with our friends at HopeWriters.com to share a free 30-second quiz to see where you are in your writing journey and to help you move forward in getting the story out of your mind and into the hearts and minds of others. To learn more and to take their free 30-second quiz, you can go to HopeWriters.com backslash quiz. I'll say it again. That's HopeWriters.com backslash quiz. H-O-P-E-W-R-I-T-E-R-S dot com backslash quiz. If you have a message of hope to share, Hope Writers wants to help you use it to inspire your readers. Okay, describe your style in one word. Simple, sophisticated, adventurous. However you dress, the stylists at Stitch Fix can help you find your new favorite piece. And now Stitch Fix is not only an online personal styling service for you, it is one for your kids. That's right. If you are a parent, you can try out Stitch Fix's new kids boxes. They offer sizes 2T through 14 with 8 to 12 items per box. And your kid is going to love the surprise of getting their very own Stitch Fix box with their exclusive styles and be the best dressed kid on the playground. So here's how you get started today. Go to stitchfix.com slash kids slash the lucky few. And if you do, you can try Stitch Fix with a no styling fee and get an extra 25% off when you keep everything in your box. So this is what we're doing. We're going to stitchfix.com slash kids slash the lucky few stitchfix.com slash kids slash the lucky few go find out what they have for your kids and take advantage of this really fun offer get a box with exclusive styles for your kiddo we are back and 
today we are talking about uh, just looking back at the season and talking about what stood out to us, what we learned, what our takeaways are. And you know what I realized, you guys? We, because we did good news first, we forgot to sing. Oh, we didn't sing our good news song. We didn't sing our good news song. <laughs> That's why right now we need to sing. Now we're entering the rest of the episode. This is the rest of the episode. <laughs> it's going to be great. You're really going to love it. So keep on listening in. We turned it around. We turned it upside down. This is the rest of the episode. <laughs> was your favorite not your favorite what are some things some takeaways from this season it was a good season friends we had so many great people come on and share their insights and people are doing pretty rad stuff in the world Mm -hmm. yeah and we've got some serious narrative shifters out there and i'm thankful for that so thankful um, one of the bomb things that I kept seeing throughout all of our interviews um, that I really loved is with all these moms that we had on as guests um, doing amazing things, they had really amazing partners and mm-hmm. husbands that were also very supportive. You know, when you're an advocate um, and a hard worker, like I remember in Micah May's episode, um, just how much hearing from her, how much her husband was there to take like the kids so she could do like a last minute order of like thousands of notebooks to meet this deadline. Mm-hmm. Like I just mm-hmm. loved, I kept hearing the teamwork in that. And um, I don't know. I just love to highlight that and cheer that on because, you know, um, in the special needs community, divorce rate can be kind of huge you know and Mm -hmm. so I just like any or just in the world in general um the divorce rate is huge so it's just so awesome when you can take any moment to just celebrate what um awesome partners each of these amazing advocating women have and I don't know I really it really stuck out to me and I really liked it yeah I like that yeah it is a team effort Mm mm-hmm and it's, yeah, I'm thankful to have a partner like that, too. Um, okay, Amy Julia Becker. She was just, I feel like there were so many things that I try to say with words mm. that I cannot communicate as clearly as Amy Julia. Yes. Um, and she, the way that she talked about how, yes, and I'm going to, make it sound worse than what she said. So <laughs> everyone should go re-listen to this episode. But basically the idea that, yes, the world, yes, we benefit, our kids with Down syndrome benefit when we're doing life together, like an inclusive life, but how much better off humanity is, like what mm-hmm. a gift it is to humanity when you get to um, realize that you have needs, right? She talks about mm. like that our kids with Down syndrome have, they they need help and they need to be taken care of, but that we need that. Everybody needs that. And when you can recognize that in yourself, there's just such beauty there. Um, It's just such a gift to get to recognize that you have needs and other people can meet those needs for you and how that, how important that is for connecting humanity to each other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She had some, she was dropping it, man. She was, that was such a deep, rich episode. Mm -hmm. So much about like, uh, because she went into privilege, we we dabbled a little bit into race and mm-hmm. what she had written about. Um, but like, I I love the way she kept bringing it back to um, what our kids with different abilities have to teach us about what it means to be human, what it means to find value in in others, mm-hmm. and yeah, and what you're saying, Heather, about um, the goodness that. Um, the people we love with Down syndrome are bringing to the, their communities and to the world around us. Mm-hmm. And man, if we could all communicate that to like, I, just in our daily lives to the people who encounter our kids, mm-hmm. I, it would be 
yeah, we'd be advocating like we'd be like, in a good space. Yeah. Like something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah, it was the idea of why well, I, I think that people that humanity our society, I'll stick to our society because I'm not, I don't have a enough of a global perspective of humanity, but it is considered a deficit to need help. Mm-hmm. And what she was talking about with like seeing her daughter and I see it with my kids, like Mason has no shame in needing help mm. with all the things. <laughs> um, and that we need help and we need to say that. You know, yeah. and that's such a great lesson. I had not, I had not thought about that before. And that, mm. that really stood out to me. Such a great lesson to learn from my kids who have Down syndrome, that it is, a, it is actually a really great thing to need others mm. and to need the help of others. And I'll just make this plug just because I, I do feel like Amy Julia is such a great writer that I know we said this on that episode, but if you haven't read her books yet, um, she just really the what what you heard in terms of her ability to put things into words i i just think she writes some some super profound stuff mm-hmm. i always learn so much from her her books um you know what which one stood out to me um is the interview with lisa gunger and when i asked her about um you know what it meant to shout the worth of Lucy, like what she, uh, like, yeah, what her, I don't, I don't remember if I was asking what her encouragement was to, um, other, other people, um, who are raising kids with Down syndrome, but she said she, she realized she couldn't shout, um, her daughter's worth until she could accept and love her own body Mm -hmm. in its weaknesses. And that was just so profound to me. Yeah. Um, it really kind of was a punch in the gut for me um, just because I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting more of a prescriptive, like, this is what it looks like. You sh- you know, do this and this and this. And it, for her to kind of turn it inside out and say, like, um, you know, how are you loving and receiving yourself? Mm-hmm. And before you even start to say, my child is valuable as she is. Mm. Um, are you saying that about yourself? Mm. I love that. Whoa. I loved that moment too. And I, God, it makes me think about, oh, I like hesitate to say it, but it makes me think about like when people, you hear about people's reaction to a diagnosis. It's kind of, while there are some similarities, it's varied. And you just mm-hmm. wonder, like, the harder it is to accept a diagnosis, is that because there's so much lack of acceptance of who mm. of who you are in your flaws, yeah. you know? Mm. That's heavy. Yeah. And profound. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. What else, ladies? Mercedes, do you have anything for us? Oh, besides the awesome dads that yeah, I think are support- supporting the moms, um, I think... I also loved, gosh, I loved all our guests and our conversations. It was really fun having you ladies bring the podcast to Dear Mom. It was so so much fun. Um, I felt like you guys brought an energy and asked a really great question that I could hear um, the moms talking among themselves about a little bit more and um, then to hear them come together in our first episode was just really fun. Just the whole making mm-hmm. of that was really fun to watch and then to hear. Um, I want to do more like that. Yeah, I do yeah. too. That, that was, was really fun. fun. Just like having a, I, I had a little post yeah. and <laughs> people just coming to me and um, yeah, the, that's this podcast has given me so many great things and but that like I just love getting to have these conversations yeah and getting to meet people and hear different voices mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. our community is just um so full of thoughtful generous souls and and I do think that uh that having a child with down syndrome will make you more thoughtful and more generous and Isn't that the truth 
and I just you just see it. Mm-hmm. I I love that. It was it was fun because we it, we started the season out with the theme of owning your influence, and when you present that question to 200 plus women who have a child with Down syndrome, I think most of the people their knee-jerk reaction is like, oh, I'm not doing anything special. Mm. And then once they start talking about it, I think everyone in the room realizes, oh, wait a second, I'm actually doing a lot. And I hope, I think we can even use that to like to transition to talking to our listeners and wrapping up the season a little bit, you know, that I hope that our listeners are walking away with that, like walking away knowing maybe they started this season thinking, oh, I'm not doing enough or Mm. anything. And then realizing, wait a second, I'm doing so much. Um, by hearing the variety of guests we had on who are in such different spaces and Mm -hmm. that owning your influence is just stepping into it. Mm -hmm. And that, and the fact that you're raising your child with Down syndrome, it's unavoidable, right? You're just, it's It's happening. Totally. Yeah. It's happening. And like, we're cheering you on and we see you and we believe in you and, um, the space that you're in, no matter how big or or how small is just an important place to be. Mm Mm-hmm. And we hope that you stand there firmly planted and mm-hmm. proud of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's <laughs> so well said, Heather. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Thanks, girls. This has been a fun one for sure. Um, and we're not done. That's right. That's right. Because we have one more episode next week. And mm-hmm. um, and this one's a special one mm-hmm. because... It's, it's our last episode of the season, and we're going to be talking about not only some exciting changes that are, that we're going to, that are be, going to be coming our way in the podcast, we'll tell you more about, um, but also we are going to have a very special guest. Um, she is an author, a shouter of worth, a podcaster, and the officially declared Queen of Instagram. (laughs) Yes, everyone. I'm talking about Heather Avis. (laughs) She is coming on next week. Me? You. You. Surprise. Surprise, everyone. Just kidding. I knew. I knew. Our listeners may know this already, but Heather's second book is coming out very soon and uh, we are so excited for her book scoot over and make some room um yes it is the best title of any book coming out this year so um i should have added that to the list of descriptions about heather um but the queen of instagram will be here and we will <laughs> and we're going to be talking about scoot over and make some room uh so we're really excited to uh round out our our season that way and you know talking about uh like owning your influence like heather avis is owning her influence in some really (laughs) beautiful ways and so we hope that you will join us next week when we talk to our co-host about her other stuff going on (laughs) that's me thanks friends yeah yeah i will gonna be a blast we'll sing a lot (laughs) in that one um, okay, ladies, are we wrapping up? Let's wrap it up, girl. It, is, it feels backwards without our good news, but I that know. was the whole thing. I know, right? Well, <laughs> we can't wait to have you on, Heather, and to have thanks, your listeners back. So until then, big thanks to our editor and producer, Andy Lara, our sponsor, our intern, Val Schleider, and all of you who have shared the Lucky Few podcasts with friends. Listen faithfully and cheer us on. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember that you listeners out there supporting your loved ones with Down syndrome, you are a shouter of worth and a narrative shifter. Keep going. We're cheering you on. We'll see you next Monday. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Lucky Few Podcast. Review our show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Check out our new home at anchor.fm slash the lucky few pod, where you can support the show for as little as 99 cents a month. 
visit Anchor or our website, www.theluckyfewpodcast.com, to begin supporting us today. Follow us on all social media at The Lucky Few Pod. Tell us about your good news by leaving us a voicemail or text at 424-442-9147. Our show is edited and produced by Andy Lara at andylikeswords.com. See you next time, and thanks for listening.